last week, am I really loud? Yeah, good. Um, so last week we talked about like the reason, the need for studying the Bible. Um, basically because there are a bunch of people teaching a bunch of stuff that's it's pretty much just false. Um, that's, that's one of the biggest reasons um, outside of, you know, getting to know the person who created you and all that stuff. There's a, there's a, a practical need, I guess I should say. Because um, I think what happens is uh, sometimes we, we live this Christian life and we, and we, and we, we do these Christian things and we, 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 we say, yeah, I know I should study my Bible because it helps me to get to know God. Um, it helps me to, to do this or that or, or whatever in my Christian walk, but I just can't. But I, I, I feel like... Um, I feel like all of you, everybody who was here last week kind of understood the practical side of it, the, the worldly side of, of, of the necessity of studying your Bible. Um, if, you weren't, if you weren't here last week, uh, I basically quoted Satan. Uh, I didn't tell anybody I quoted Satan, and um, nobody knew I quoted Satan. So that was, that was the big deal. Um, this week... We're going to talk about how you have to read all these books to be a good Christian and get into heaven. That's all there is to it. I'm just kidding. You don't. You don't, and that's good because that's a lot of books and that's a lot of stuff. Um, but I do want to, to kind of address this idea of um, the Bible being hard to read. Uh, it's not, just so you know. Uh, if that's your excuse, you need a new one because it's, it's overall, it's not hard to read. Um, there are passages that are difficult to understand. Um, but the message of the Bible is Christ came to die for your sins so that you might get in heaven. Um, my kids understood that when they were like six. So it's not a really hard message to understand. But uh, we come across things like uh, if you have your Bible, and if you don't have a Bible or access to a Bible, I would love to bless you with that. Um, Go to 2 Kings, which is in the Old Testament. So it's, it's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, um, and then First and Second Samuel, and then you get into Kings. Uh, so 2 Kings, uh, chapter 2, verse, we'll start in verse 23. Uh, this is Elisha. It's talking about Elisha. Uh, he went up from there to Bethel, and while he was going up on the way, some small boys came out of the city and jeered at him, saying, Go up, bald head. Go up, you bald head. And he turned around, and when he saw them, he cursed them in the name of the Lord. And two she-bears came out of the woods and tore 42 of the boys. From there he went on to Mount Carmel, and from there he returned to Samaria. So kind of your standard, just everyday passage in the Bible. Uh, pretty much... Just some kids coming out, making fun of somebody for being bald, um, or, or maybe not bald, we'll get into that, but um, it's, that's a weird, I don't care how you read it. I, I could have given you all the context in the world, and, and that passage wouldn't, you wouldn't have been like, oh, okay, no, that makes sense, because it's, it's, uh, it's just a weird passage. It's, it's a weird part of the Bible, and so, and, and let me say this. I'm not standing up here saying there's no way that you'll ever figure out what this means without an extra biblical source, like a, a commentary or something. 
I'm, that's absolutely not what I'm saying, because the Holy Spirit can reveal to you anything. And so, but most of the time, we need something a little bit extra to help us out um, for, for a variety of reasons. For this reason, just because it's, 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 it's different, just because it's, it's just an odd passage. Um, so what, what I want to do is, is kind of look at a couple of commentaries, what, what they have to say about this passage. Look at what they have to say to you, because it, it really kind of is, is geared toward, it, it's, um, it's, if, you were to, if I were to preach this, I would preach it on Wednesday night or Sunday morning to youth. I didn't realize it until I started getting into the commentary. I just knew that this was a weird passage that I wanted to cover at some point, and I'm super excited that we get to do it tonight. And, um, and just to kind of even more, like, talk about the importance of, 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 of using a commentary, of, of understanding Scripture um, based on what people who spend their entire lives writing about. Um, I, I, I've got a friend who will point to passages like these, this one in particular, um, and, and kind of just tear down the Bible and act like that's why Christianity is um, ridiculous or fake or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so it's important to me because I'm, I have to find some way to, to, to not get in an argument with him, but just to help him understand it from the point of view of the context, from the point of view of, of people reading it in, in the time that it was originally written. So, anyway, all that being said, um, the first commentary I came across, it's, and it's a good one, I like it a lot, it says uh, the nature, it breaks it down into three different parts, and then it breaks it down a little bit more, but it says the nature of the sin. These these were not, as the text might lead us to infer, little children of six or seven years of age, but young lads, boys and young men who had come to the age of responsibility, meaning they knew right from wrong. Uh, this commentary says that uh, it says that they could be anywhere from 16 to 30 years old. Um, but <laughs> what we have here is a gang of irreverent and disrespectful ruffians mocking God's servant and repeating words they probably heard at home or in the marketplace. Because he knew the word of God, Elisha understood that what they were doing was a violation of God's covenant. So he called down a, per a curse upon them. See, um, it might be easy or, or we might be quick to be like, ah, that was a pretty harsh judgment. But he, he cursed them in the name of the Lord. So the Lord had a little bit to do with it, right? Um, this commentary goes on to say, in either case... Um, it talks about the whole bald head thing, which doesn't hit close to home for me at all. And it talks about how it could either mean um, like gray hair was considered a crown of wisdom or and if he was bald, that's why it was bad. And so they're making fun of him for that. Or um, it had to do with leprosy. And, and they could. the point is, the point is that there was a manifested a spirit contracted probably from their elders of bitter hatred of the pure religion of Jehovah and reviling of its prophets and professors. So we're getting a little bit deeper. We're understanding now that it's not just simply like some little kids 
making fun of some old guy because they didn't have anything to, better to do. And um, it says that the she-bears came out, right? And, and it tore 42 of them. The fact that it states a specific number leads us to believe that there were more than 42 of them. So you've got an older man walking up, walking through a, a town, and at probably 50, even just 50, young men are coming up, and their, point, their whole point, the whole reason they're in that area, they, they come just to make fun of Elisha. They come to, to give him a hard time. They come to just simply make his life harder. So it's starting to look a little bit less innocent on their part. It's starting to look a little bit more like something, something violent might happen. Um, just the sheer number that was there has to do with has to do with an attack against him, more than just words. Um, this says, let's see here. Go up refers to the recent ascension of Elijah to heaven. Fifty men saw Elijah, Elijah vanish from the earth in an instant, and certainly they reported what had happened, and the event was discussed widely. The youths were saying, if you're a man of God, why don't you get out of here and go to heaven the way Elijah did? We're glad he's gone, and we wish you would follow him. So, here's, here's the deal. The, this place had originally been the place of God. Um, I won't get into the name and all that stuff, but it, it was a sacred place, and, and, and that's something else that this commentary points out. It, it says that it was dishonor to a sacred place. These young men were dishonoring, so they were dishonoring a sacred person and a sacred place. And, and so we've got... We've got, we get a sense that Elisha is, is, is trying to not simply protect himself, but protect God's honor. Because if an attack happens against, specifically against a, a U.S. ambassador in a foreign country, it's, it's basically the same as attacking the U, United States. So... It's the same principle when, you come, when it comes to prophets of God being attacked verbally or physically, whatever. It's like they're attacking God. It's a, an attack against God. So it's, it's, it's this silly kind of weird passage that, that has a lot more to do with dishonor to God than it has anything to do with dishonoring a man. And I love this quote. And this is a commentator quoting a, a commentator. So it says, The whole incident teaches in a very emphatic manner the responsibility of youth. And this is where the whole responsibility of youth. You know right from wrong. You're, you're at past the age of responsibility. You're responsible for your own actions. 
So he's quoting someone in this commentary. He says, I take this story as teaching us what I think we very much need to be taught. Namely, that the faults of our youth and those which are most natural to us at that age are not considered by God as trifling. Not, they're not considered to be funny. They're not considered to be just silly things we did in our past. You may hear grown-up people talk in a laughing manner of the faults which they committed at school, of their idleness and their various acts of mischief, and worse than mischief. And when boys hear this, it naturally makes them think it really doesn't matter much whether they behave well or ill. They're just as likely to be respectable and amiable men hereafter. I would beg those who think so to attend a little to the story in the text. The commentator's saying, to adults, when, when you sit there and you talk about how you used to party and you used to drink and you used to get in trouble and you got arrested that one time and that was hilarious because you threw up all over the cop and that was so funny. When younger men hear this, they think, okay, these, these men are respectable men of God now. So, so if I go down the same path, I can still be a respectable man of God. It doesn't really matter what I did in my youth. It doesn't really matter how I live now, because I can, I can make up for it later. And I think I've preached enough on how much I regret having that mindset. I think I've, I've, I've beaten that horse until it's dead, beaten it some more, got another horse, beat it until it's dead, and, and then beat it some more. My point is, without this, without a commentary, I would have never ever thought that after reading this. I would have never thought, well, you know, it's probably talking about how older men talk about how they spent their youth and hearing younger men hearing that and thinking they can do the same. Like, I would have never thought that. That's why commentaries are important. That's why using resources that I, I believe men of God, men who... I don't want to say inspired by God because I don't, I don't want to put it up there with Scripture because it's not even close, but, but there are men who, who spend their lives, I mean their entire lives, studying just one book of the Bible. So I'm going to take their word over something, uh, on something, over my own kind of maybe like guessing interpretation and, and, and for passages like this I have to I have to go to a commentary I don't have anything else to I, <laughs> I have no way to figure out why that passage is even in the Bible and so what what I'll end on is this um there's this book called Grasping God's Word. And it, it, is, it, is, it was required reading when I was in seminary, when I was in my a class called Herm, Hermeneutics. And it's, anyway, it was, um, it's a hands-on approach to reading, interpreting, and applying the Bible. It, it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's awesome. 
I have no idea why I said it like that, but it's awesome. It's it, seriously, and it's, it's not, this isn't hard to read. It gives you, like, it gives you, if you don't even get a commentary, if you don't even get, if, if, get this, it's called Grasping God's Word. I don't know what the latest edition is, but it is the best. It's the best. <laughs> but serious, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being dead serious. If you want to take your Bible study, if you want to take it to the next level, like, you need this book. You need it, and I'm not getting paid to endorse it. I just read it. And it, in, it opened my eyes to see the, the 30,000 foot view and then be able to come back down and, and study it with a microscope. It, it's amazing. And all of these other books are by a guy named Warren W. Wearsby. Um, he's fantastic also. He's very easy to read. A lot of commentaries can get really heady and like really like way up here and they're not easy to, they're not easy to, to digest. Like it, some of them I can't even begin because it's like reading Greek. But the, he's got this series called the B series. And so um, for Genesis 1 through 11, it's B basic. 12 through 25, be obedient. Genesis 25 through 50, be authentic. These are awesome. I'm doing his Luke. I think it's called Be Joyful. I'm doing that right now. And it's, and it's fantastic. Um, I'm reading it along with the Bible study. It goes along with it. But which, oh, shoot, I forgot. <laughs> which one of these is, these are the shortened versions of the B series. All of these, all, everything you see right here can be yours for the low price of 100 bucks. Um, I think, seriously, I think you can buy all these for 100 bucks, which, when you start looking for commentaries, is a steal. Um, all these are like the shortened version of the B series, and then this is like the shortened, shortened version of the B series. And this is just New Testament, Old Testament, pretty simple. Um, I would suggest him if you're looking to get... Uh, this is weird. This is weird for me to stand up here and talk about, like, suggest books to you. Uh, on like in the pulpit, but whatever. Um, so Warren W. Wearsby, but grasping God's word by J. Scott Duvall and J. Daniel Hayes. You have to get this. Um, and I guess we'll pray because I'm done, and this is weird. <laughs> this is so weird. All right. Um, yeah, let me pray. And um, if you need to come up here and look at this jot down some information that would be great um but you guys can go after after we're done i think and uh yep so let me pray lord um i thank you i thank you for everybody in this room tonight lord um i thank you for the prayers written on these cards lord i i, I pray that you would you would move in in these students lives that you, would, that you would be able to show them your power and, and your grace and your mercy as, as they go throughout their lives that in the immediate future looking for you to work in their lives. And, and Lord, I, I, I ask that you would, you would do that. I, I ask that you would make them bold in, in coming to, to proclaim your, your power um, in their lives. God, I, I ask that you, 
you would make us diligent, you, you would make us hungry for your word, God. I, I, I ask that you would make us desire your word more than anything because it's the only way we can get to know you better than through prayer. Lord, I pray that the past couple of weeks haven't been for nothing. Pray that, uh, that something would stick. God, I ask that you would help us to interpret your word through the power of the Holy Spirit. And at those times that, that we were, everything's just foggy, God, I, I pray that you help us to use the resources that you've, you've allowed us to, to come by. God, I pray that you keep everybody safe on their way home and through the, through the holidays. God, that we'll come back here uh, ready to learn more about you, ready to worship you uh, in whatever way you, you it's honoring to you, and it's in your son's holy name I pray. Amen.